Section 25 of God and My Neighbour This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Algie Pug God and My Neighbour by Robert Blatchford Section 25 Christian Apologies The Success of Christianity We are told that the divine origin and truth of Christianity are proved by the marvellous success of that religion. But it seems to me that the reverse is proved by its failure. Christianity owed its magnificent opportunities, which it has wasted, to several accidental circumstances. Just as the rise of Buddhism was made possible by the act of King Asoka in adopting it as the state religion of his vast Indian kingdom, was the rise of Christianity made possible by the act of the Emperor Constantine in adopting it as a state religion of the far-stretched Roman Empire. Christianity spread rapidly because the Roman Empire was ripe for a new religion. It conquered because it threw in its lot with the ruling powers. It throve because it came with the tempting bribe of heaven in one hand and the withering threat of hell in the other. The older religions, grey in their senility, had no such bribe or threat to conjure with. Christianity overcame opposition by murdering or cursing all who resisted its advance. It exterminated scepticism by stifling knowledge and putting a merciless veto on free thought and free speech and by rewarding philosophers and discoverers with the faggot and the chain. It held its power for centuries by force of hellfire and ignorance and the sword and the greatest of these was ignorance. Nor must it be supposed that the persecution and the slaughter of heretics and infidels was the exception. It was the rule. Motley, the American historian, states that Torquemada, during eighteen years' command of the Inquisition, burnt more than ten thousand people alive, and punished nearly a hundred thousand with infamy, confiscation of property, or perpetual imprisonment. To be a Jew, a Moslem, a Lutheran, a wizard, a sceptic, a heretic, was to merit death and torture. One order of Philip of Spain condemned to death as heretics the entire population of the Netherlands. Wherever the Christian religion was successful, the martyrs' fires burned, and the devilish instruments of torture were in use. For some twelve centuries the Holy Church carried out this inhuman policy. And to this day, the term free thought is a term of reproach. The shadow of the fanatical priest, the half-demented coward, sneak and assassin, still blights us. Although that holy monster, with his lurking spies, his villainous casuistries, his flames and devils, and red-hot pincers and whips of steel, has been defeated by the humanity he scorned, and the knowledge he feared, yet he has left a taint behind him. It is still held that it ought to be an unpleasant thing to be an infidel. And, yes, there were other factors in the success of Christianity. The story of the herald angels, the wise men from the east, the manger, the child God, the cross, and the gospel of mercy and atonement, and of universal brotherhood and peace amongst the earthly children of a heavenly Father, whose attribute was love, this story possessed a certain homely beauty and sentimental glamour which won the allegiance of many golden-hearted and sweet-souled men and women. 
these lovely natures assimilated from the chaotic welter of beauty and ashes called the christian religion all that was pure and rejected all that was foul it was the light of such sovereign souls as joan of arc and francis of assisi that saved christianity from darkness and the pit and how much does that religion owe to the genius of wycliffe and tyndale of milton and handel of mozart and thomas a kempis of michelangelo and raphael and the compilers of the book of common prayer there are good men and good women by millions in the christian ranks to-day and it is their virtue and their zeal and their illumination of its better qualities and charitable and loyal shelter of its follies and its crimes that keep the christian religion still alive christianity has been for fifteen hundred years the religion of the brilliant brave and strenuous races of the world and what has it accomplished and how does it stand to-day is christianity the rule of life in america and europe are the masses of people who accept it peaceful virtuous chaste spiritually minded prosperous happy are their national laws based on its ethics are their international politics guided by the sermon on the mount are their noblest and most christ-like men and women most revered and honored is the christian religion loved and respected by those outside its pale are london and paris new york and st petersburg berlin vienna brussels and rome centers of holiness and of sweetness and light from glasgow to johannesburg from bombay to san francisco is god or mammon king if a tree should be known by its fruit the christian religion has small right to boast of its success but the christian will say this is not christianity but its caricature where then is the saving grace the compelling power of this divine religion which planted by god himself is found after nineteen centuries to yield nothing but leaves after all these sad ages of heroism and crime of war and massacre of preaching and praying of blustering and trimming after all this prodigal waste of blood and tears and labour and treasure and genius and sacrifice we have nothing better to show for christianity than european and american society to-day and this ghastly heart-breaking failure proves the christian religion to be the divine revelation of god end of section twenty five